Alexandra, empress of all Russia, turned from her bedside vigil as the door swung open. The first time in hours her gaze had been diverted from the pitiful child lying prone beneath the sheets. Her friend rushed into the bedroom, and she burst into tears. Finally, Father Grigori, thanks to precious God, Alexei needs you terribly. Rasputin swept close to the bed and made the sign of the cross. His blue silk blouse and velvet trousers reeked of alcohol, which tempered his usual stench. One her court ladies had said reminded them of a goat. But Alexandra had never cared about any odor, not from Father Grigori. She'd sent the guards to look for him hours before, mindful of the stories of how he loved the gypsies on the outskirts of the capital. Many times he would exhaust the night there with drink, in the company of prostitutes. One of the guardsmen even reported that the dear father had paraded across tabletops with his trousers down, proclaiming the delight his ample organ bestowed on the ladies of the imperial court. Alexandra refused to believe such talk about her friend, and promptly had the guard reassigned far from the capital. I have been searching for you since twilight, she said, trying to get his attention. But Rasputin's focus was on the boy. He fell to his knees. Alexei was unconscious, and had been for nearly an hour. Late in the afternoon, the boy had been playing in the garden when he fell. Within two hours, the cycle of pain had started. Alexandra watched as Rasputin peeled back the blanket and studied the right leg, blue and swollen to the point of grotesqueness. Blood was pulsating out of control beneath the skin, the hematoma now the size of a small melon, the leg drawn up against the chest. Her son's gaunt face was devoid of color, except for dark smears beneath both eyes. She gently brushed the child's light brown hair. Thank God the screaming had stopped. The spasms had been coming every quarter of an hour, with morbid regularity. A high fever had already made him delirious, but he'd continued to sound a constant wail that ripped her heart. Once he became lucid and pleaded, O Lord, have mercy on me, and asked, Mama, won't you help me? Then he wanted to know if the pain would stop, if he died. She could not bring herself to tell him the truth. What had she done? This was all her fault. It was well known that women passed on the trait for hemophilia, but were never affected. Her uncle, brother, and nephews had all died from the disease, but she never considered herself a carrier. Four daughters had taught her nothing. Only when the blessed son finally arrived twelve years ago had she learned the painful reality. Beforehand, not one doctor had cautioned her of the possibility. But did she ever ask? No one seemed willing to volunteer anything. Even direct questions were many times avoided with nonsensical answers. That was why Father Grigori was so special. The Starets never held back.